Welcome to this talk from Emmaus Road Church in Guildford, UK. Thank you for joining us on the journey, wherever you are in the world. You can find out more about who we are and what we're up to at EmmausRoad.com. Well, a very, very happy uh, Easter to you. This is the most wonderful uh, joyful, hopeful day of the entire year. And my prayer is that that would be your experience uh, today. Um, whether you're uh, new to faith, uh, not sure if you're a Christian, whether you've been a, a Christian for many, many Easter's, uh, may you know the resurrection power of Jesus at work in you and your family uh, today. And uh, we're going to start by reading the story of Easter from the Bible, the story that has changed the whole world. And uh, so Daniel Gregg is going to come and read it. Uh, this is Matthew 28, verses 1 to 10. So, uh, Danny, over to you. The Resurrection. After the Sabbath at dawn, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and, going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they, they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay, then go quickly and tell his disciples he is risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the woman hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Amen. Thank you, Danny. I love that line there. Uh, suddenly Jesus appeared to them. Greetings, he said. That's so funny, isn't it? That, that's like, hi. <laughs> They're freaking out. What's, what's the first thing you say? Hello. <laughs> I love that. The resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead is the single most important moment, event in all of world history. It affects every single one of us profoundly. It is the best news of all time. Easter means that the power of sin has been broken and we can all be free and forgiven. What a relief. Easter means that there is life after death. You know, there's a hashtag, YOLO, you only live once. Rubbish. Jesus comes and slaps that down. He said, no, you live twice. The first is the dress rehearsal, and then you get the real thing. This is such joy for those of us who, who've been bereaved and maybe there's been grief even in this last year that we have hope 
beyond the grave. Easter means that Jesus Christ is not some museum relic, some bunch of bones. They never found the bones, and there's a reason. He's alive, and he is on the move, and he is active in our world, which means that you can have a real relationship with him. He hears your prayers. He answers your prayers. He walks and talks with you through your life. Nicky Gumbel the uh, vicar of HTB and pioneer of Alpha says, the resurrection of Jesus is rooted in history. It is grounded in scripture and it is confirmed by experience. And uh, our experience of the risen Jesus is widespread. There are some 2.3 billion people in the world today who say, I have met the risen Jesus. It's almost a third of the world's population. The BBC released a poll two weeks ago, and uh, it discovered that 50% of people in the UK believe in the resurrection. That's half the people in your street, half the people in your workplace, and that even of those who describe themselves as non-religious, 9% believe in the story that is at the heart of Easter Day. The um, manager of Arsenal Football Club, Arsene Wenger, better known as manager than his theological pronouncement, said this, Christmas is important, but Easter is decisive. <laughs> In fairness, he was referring to the football uh, 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 season, but um, anyway, he's never stopped a preacher exploiting a quote. Uh, this time uh, last week, of course, was Palm Sunday. It was the, the, the start of this one-week journey uh, through Holy Week uh, into Maundy Thursday, Good Friday, and here we are at Easter Sunday. And so uh, just as uh, billions will be gathering around the world today to celebrate Easter, uh, so uh, many, many people gathered this time last week uh, here at Emmaus, but all around the world to celebrate Palm Sunday. And... Um, what we didn't know as we gathered this time last uh, week was that for two congregations in Egypt, uh, they were about to be attacked. And of course, it hit world news. Alexandria and the city of Tanta, 45 people killed uh, this time last week as they celebrated Palm Sunday. I wonder if you can imagine the agony of this past week for those families. I wonder what journey they themselves have been through on this holy week. I can imagine that the day before yesterday on Good Friday, they might have been crying out even with Jesus Christ on the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? perhaps finding some comfort in this uniquely Christian epiphany that the God of the universe is not distant and detached, but he suffers with us. He cries and even dies with us. And then Easter Sunday today, as they remember the events of last week, and as they 
cry and as they grieve and as their hearts continue to break, there is some comfort in this great message that just as Jesus three days later rose from the grave, so too for them, they know that they will see their loved ones again, that there is life beyond death. There is hope for humanity. And so I want to show you a video. And um, this is just one of the most powerful things I've ever seen. It was filmed six days ago on uh, last Monday. And it is a Coptic priest speaking within 24 hours of the attacks on those Coptic Christian congregations. And this is a message to the killers that conveys more of the message of Easter than anything I could say. It's long, it's eight minutes long, and uh, it's therefore the majority of my talk. And I'm deliberately going to sort of delegate to this because it's so much more powerful. It's subtitled, and so I hope you can see the subtitles. And those of you who are listening online right now, we're going to cut the recording, and what you should do is just Google uh, Father Bulls George. That's B-O-U-L-E-S, Bulls George, a message to our killers. And watch this, and then we will resume the message. So I don't know if it's possible to kill the lights, but... Um, Take a look. المهم بقى الرسالة للي بيقتلونا. نقول بقى للي بيقتلونا إيه؟ مش عارف. أول حاجة بنذكرنا عقبالنا عقبالنا لإلهنا كل مجد وكرامة الآن وإلى الأبد آمين. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Sort of makes me want to become a follower of Jesus all over again. <laughs> 45 killed, many injured. Coptic churches attacked, and there that Coptic priest says to the killers, Thank you, we love you, we're praying for you, we forgive you. How can he say those things? Well, first of all, he can say thank you because Father George knows that death is not the end of the story. <clears throat> the agony of Good Friday gives way to the joy of Easter Sunday. Father George has hope for eternity, and so can we. This is what the most famous verse in the Bible says, John 3.16. God so loved the world, so loved you, that he gave his only son, he gave Jesus, that whoever believes in him should not perish, should not die, but should have eternal life. The Apostle Paul says the same thing in beautiful poetry. He says, death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? Thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus has gone ahead of us, 
and has gone through the grave for us and has proven that there's resurrection on the other side. Death has died because Christ is risen. Uh, of course, that's a phrase that many of us uh, say at this time of year. And uh, this is one of my all-time favorite uh, church banners in the making. I don't know if that's a word for anyone here today. Chris Leach, Chris Berry, Chris Arthi, Chris Kachani, Chris Melbourne, Chris Goodwin-Hudson. Uh, but uh, Christ is risen. And so even when they kill us, we can say, thank you. Even when we're visiting loved ones in the hospice, we have hope. Even when our hearts are breaking, it is not the end. We do not grieve as those who have no hope. We grieve, but we do not grieve as those who have no hope. And uh, then the second thing that Father George says to the killers is, we love you. How can he say that? He can say, we love you to his enemies because he knows that the resurrection of Jesus is not just about life after death. It is about the here and now and how to deal with our enemies, how to deal with brokenness, how to deal with conflict. Sometimes the critics of Christianity have said it's just pie in the sky when you die. It's just a res an insurance scheme for the afterlife. And we respond to that and say it's also steak on your plate while you wait. <laughs> there is substance to this now. It's about a real, daily, experiential relationship with Jesus Christ that changes your life and changes the lives of others. And week after week, here in Emmaus, we hear the stories of lives being changed by the risen Jesus. There are people here now who didn't know Jesus a year ago. This is your first Easter as full-on followers of Jesus because he's appeared to you and he's broken into your life. It's about forgiveness, breaking the destructive cycles of sin. This is the hope. Surely, when you see Father George there, you think this is the hope for the world. Not dropping bombs on bombers, not hating the haters, but forgiveness and breaking these cycles of sin with defiant and counterintuitive love. Not violence and bitterness, but forgiveness. And this is what we receive in the death and resurrection of Jesus. And this is what we then can give to others. We will forgive you and watch them crumple under the pressure of love that overcomes death. Easter means that broken relationships can be restored. Have you got broken relationships? You can have them healed. It doesn't have to be this way. Repent Forgive and walk together in the power of Jesus. Easter means that broken bodies can be healed through, through medicine, but also supernaturally through the power of prayer. Easter means that you don't need to be so afraid. The Bible says that love overcomes and casts out fear. It's interesting that in the Bible story that Danny read so beautifully, 
the first words that, uh, that, that uh, the angels say to the two Marys. And then the second words that Jesus says after, greetings, are these, don't be afraid. You imagine Jesus is risen from the dead. He's thinking, what am I going to say? You know, first words, quite important. Holy Spirit, help me script something. Holy Spirit says, why don't you start with hi? Okay, good, good greetings. And then they're going to be freaking out. Tell them not to be afraid. Isn't that beautiful? God's not all about himself. He's all about thinking about you. This is the most joyous discovery. You can be forgiven. You can have a fresh start. Your relationships can be mended. There is new hope if you're feeling desperate. You can have a real relationship with Jesus Christ for this life and for eternity. I still remember the joy of the very first time I gave my life to Jesus Christ, age 12. And I was alone and I knelt down in a little attic bedroom and I said, I'm sorry for the wrong stuff I've thought and said and done. I'm sorry I've sinned, God. And I, I want to have the kind of relationship with you that I see other people having. Would you come into my life? I'm going to follow you. And the joy and the wonder of knowing I've been made crystal clean. All that embarrassing, horrible stuff I've said and thought and done is gone. I'm forgiven. All those embarrassing words written on the whiteboard, the things I have said and I have thought and I have done, have been erased. I've got a fresh start. And the wonder of knowing I have a relationship with Jesus Christ, no matter what the future brings, I have a friend in Jesus who will never leave me and has even gone ahead of me to the grave so that even one day as I face the valley of the shadow of death, he says, yea, I am with you. I will not leave you. Nothing can separate you from my love, neither life nor death, neither angels nor demons. What a joyous good news this is. And so in a moment, we're going to take communion to respond this Easter day. Communion, the bread and the wine, is a celebration of Good Friday and of Easter Sunday. It is a celebration of the death of Jesus. As we take the bread, we remember that his body was broken for the brokenness in our own lives and our own bodies and our own world. As we drink the wine, we remember that his blood was shed and our world is full of bleeding and hurting and brokenness. And yet it's not just a commemoration of Good Friday. It is a celebration and an activation of Easter Sunday. Because as we take the broken bread into our body, it becomes part of us. As we drink the wine, it becomes part of us. And the resurrection, the life 
the healing, the wholeness, the forgiveness, the new hope, the new power of the resurrection comes into us. And so as we take communion, we remember, but we also activate the resurrection of Jesus in our own lives and our own families and our own city, our own workplaces and so on. For it is by the blood of Christ that we are healed, by his wounds that we are made whole, by his brokenness that we are healed. And so we're going to respond uh, with taking communion this Easter day in just a moment. And Bill will uh, talk to you and lead us through how to do that. But just before we do that, there may well be people here today, this Easter, who, say, who are saying, count me in. I want to become a follower of Jesus. I, I want just a little bit of what that Father George guy is taking. <laughs> I, I would like to be able to respond to the tragedy and the onslaught and the pain of life with that kind of hope and that kind of love and that kind of forgiveness. Because people have hurt you. People have damaged you. And you got bitter. And you want to know how to forgive. You do recognize there are broken relationships around you. And you want to see them restored and healed. You do admit in your darkest moments that you are a sinner. That you have thought stuff and said stuff and done stuff. Of which you are deeply ashamed. And you feel guilty and dirty on the inside, somewhere that no shrink, no doctor, no counselor will ever be able to help. The Bible has said, for thousands of years, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Every single one of us has messed up. It's the great cancer in the human condition. You don't have to pick up a newspaper to see the evidence. You only have to look in the mirror or look at your search history or talk to someone who knows you well to have to admit, I am a sinner. But the good news of Easter Day is that God does not just point the finger and say you're a filthy sinner, but he came and he died in your place. He saw you dying of this sin. He saw the mess that you were making of your life and of your relationships and how we are making a mess of our world. And ultimately, he said, I'm going to have to go and get involved. And we believe that on the cross, Jesus Christ took the sin of the world upon himself, the Pascal Lamb. It's a little bit like your organs were failing and he came and said, have mine, have my heart. And so in the process of giving you new organs and new life, he himself died on the operating table. And you wake up every morning amazed that you have life because someone died for you. You want to know why we worship? When that reality hits your heart, you'll worship and give thanks the rest of your life, even if he never did another thing for you. But the good news of this day is that he didn't just die on that operating table, but three days later, he came alive. And one day you get to look him in the eyes and say, thank you. Thank you for my life. Thank you for giving me a new start. I will do anything for you. I owe you everything. It's all yours. I'd have nothing but for you. And so... 
to become a Christian is simply this. You pray two things. You say, clean me up and count me in. <laughs> clean me up. I've messed up. Clean me up. I've sinned. Forgive me. Get me right. I want to be clean again. I want a fresh start. I don't just want it. I need it. Clean me up. Clean up the mess, Lord. There's nothing but your cross, nothing but the blood of Jesus that can do this for me. Clean me up. I'm sorry for my sin. And then the second bit of the prayer is count me in. I want to follow you. I want to put you first. I want to live the rest of my life with everything that's mine as yours. I want to live in gratitude. I want to be like Father George there and forgive people and love people and, and, and be to people what you have been to me. I will become a Christian, a follower of Jesus, and I don't care if they laugh at me. I don't care what they say about me. I'm unashamed to be your follower. Clean me up. Count me in. It happens through the power of the cross and of the resurrection of Jesus. By his cross, you can be cleaned up. By his resurrection, you can know him and love him and follow him today. So just before we take communion, I'm going to give an opportunity for anyone here today who would like to pray that prayer and become a Christian, become a follower of Jesus, have a relationship with the risen Jesus, be forgiven of your sins. I'm going to pray a prayer, and if you'd like to pray that with me, this is how you become a follower of Jesus. And um, I cannot think of a better day to do it than Easter Sunday. And for some of you, you've been thinking about this for a while, but you've never clinched the deal. Well, this is the moment to make the decision and cross the red line. There may be one or two who, if you're honest, you have been, you're a prodigal. You have been away from God for a long time and a long way away. And maybe someone's dragged you along today and you know it's your turn to come back. And you might want to just pray this prayer to become a Christian again. So it's simple. It's not complicated, but it will change everything forever if you pray this prayer with me. Because Jesus is alive, and he will hear, and he will respond. So um, let's all just bow our heads now, shall we? And I'm going to pray this simple two-part prayer. First of all, clean me up, and I'll pray a couple of things around that. And secondly, count me in, I'll pray a couple of things around that. And uh, if you're wanting to pray this with me, just do that quietly in your own heart now. You can whisper it if you find that helpful. If you're listening online, uh, and thousands of people do, you may want to give your life to Jesus right now, wherever you are. Let's pray. Join with me. Lord Jesus, please clean me up. I confess that I have sinned. I'm so sorry for all the wrong things I have thought and said and done. Thank you that you died on the cross for me. Please forgive me. And Lord Jesus, count me in. I want to follow you. 
I want a relationship with you. I want to be a Christian. Today, for the rest of my life, and for all eternity. Amen. Now let's just keep our eyes closed, our heads bowed. And I always do this. I'm going to just ask those of you who prayed that prayer and really meant it to just raise your hand in a moment. I'll tell you why. It's because you cannot be a secret Christian. And this is slam dunk, the easiest place to ever come out of the closet as a follower of Jesus, okay? Because kind of basically everyone's on your side. And uh, it's a good way of putting a marker in and just saying, I did that. It was a choice. It wasn't just a feeling. It was a choice. So if you prayed that prayer and you, you really meant it, you're becoming a follower of Jesus today. Would you just raise your hand really clearly right now, where, wherever you are, around the theater, so I can see. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful. 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 And up in the balcony as well. Brilliant. Great. Thank you. Okay, brilliant. Please put your hands down. Lots and lots of hands all around. That's the most wonderful thing. Those of you who raised your hands, welcome. Welcome to the family of God. Welcome to the beginning of everything. I'd really encourage you, if you haven't already done this, to think about doing Alpha, which starts in two weeks' time on a Tuesday night. It's just uh, 10 weeks eating food and talking and understanding what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Anyone's welcome. We run it every turn. If you came with someone who's a follower of Jesus, talk to them about the decision you've made and they will help you. And if not, just come down and talk to Bill or me or Sammy at the front and we will help you move forward in your relationship with Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Easter Day. Jesus is risen and a gobload of people just became his followers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.